morning. Good morning. How is everyone? Good. Might have to bear with me a little bit this morning if uh, my speech is slurred or mispronounced something. I had to work late last night, so I'm operating on minimal sleep. But I think we can still get through it. I'm kind of excited this morning because I feel like the Lord has something special for us. Uh, I got a text from Dad, and I don't know if you saw us praying for Brian Hayes down here, but remember to pray for him. I don't know if you know or not, but his mom's in the hospice and probably not expected to live maybe a few more days. So keep Brian and his family in prayer during this Thanksgiving time. Please. <clears throat> Adam King, will you please pray for the service, please? Amen. Amen. Thank you. Uh, you may have heard Lenny during announcements. Uh, Mom and Dad, Pastor Joe and Ruth, are out of town. I believe they will be back with us this evening. Um, they are celebrating their 45th year wedding anniversary. So, yes, man. I believe a, a solid marriage is just a huge testimony nowadays. Without even saying a thing, it's just a huge testimony anymore. So, well, without being too cliched, uh, this this Thursday's Thanksgiving and. I have been trying to uh, be thankful for everything. I've uh, been trying to be mindful and, and show my appreciation to God for, you know, being that it's Thanksgiving, you know, that's kind of what we're supposed to do is take some time out and give thanks to God. So I have been trying to do that lately, you know, whether it's prayer here on a Wednesday night or I'm praying at home in my prayer closet or wherever it may be, I just try to gear my thoughts lately towards Thankfulness. Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord. I am so grateful. Just trying to express my gratitude to God for all the wonderful things that He has done for me. You know, things like my wife. You know, I'm so thankful for her. My children. I'm so thankful for them. I'm so thankful that I'm above ground and not below it. Amen? Walking on the earth, I'm not below the earth. It's good to be alive. Thank you, Lord, that I'm still breathing. Thank you, Lord, I'm healthy. You know, I've been trying to express all this stuff to God. You know, during Thanksgiving time, thank you for my home. Thank you for my family. Thank you for my church family, Lord. I, I love all of it and I appreciate all of it. Thank you, God. Thank you. From the bottom of my heart, thank you. So, when I go to pray, you know, I'm, I'm telling the Lord all these things. And, you know, I'm really trying to mean it. and Trying to, to, to give it to Him from deep down within me. Trying to express my gratitude towards Him. And I knew I had to preach coming up. So, you know, I started digging in the Word, you know, looking for, for examples or stories where there's gratitude or thanksgiving towards God and, you know, digging back and forth and ended up in Luke chapter 17, you know, the story of the ten lepers. And I believe this is such an awesome story of thanksgiving and gratitude towards the Lord that I believe this is where the Lord wants us to be this morning. The story of the ten lepers. Now, I don't know how much study into the Bible you do or how much Bible reading you do. But in the Bible, you can read it. But there are so many hidden things if you actually dig into it rather than just read over it like it's a, a book or a magazine or something. There are hidden treasures in the Word. Are there not? Sometimes God makes things jump out at you. Sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes you have to study. Sometimes you got to dig into the Word and you get things out of it. I believe the story of the ten lepers 
is one of those things that if you dig into it, you get lots of awesome things out of it. Amen? And we're going to look at some of those things this morning. Luke chapter 17, and we're going to read through the whole thing. It starts in verse 11. Luke 17 verse 11 says, And it came to pass, as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off, and lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. Isn't that an awesome story? I, I love the story of the ten lepers. But let's look a little closely, more closely at the story of the ten lepers and see if there's anything good in there that I believe God is trying to, to say to us. Because <clears throat> you know, I believe that there are some things that we can easily miss. Oh, here we have Jesus you know, traveling through Samaria. And he comes across these ten lepers, you see. And one thing that I think we can miss out on right off the bat is these ten lepers... The Bible says they are standing afar off. You see where it says that? I believe in verse 12 it says the ten lepers who stood afar off, they had to cry out to Jesus. Now, actually, in biblical times, leprosy was this nasty disease. And actually, there's still a lot of it leprosy that can be cured through modern medicines, but there still is leprosy in some of the third world civilizations that we have. But leprosy was this nasty disease that... Uh, your skin would fester up, there's nerve damage, there was nasty pustules, you know, your skin would begin to rot, you would have numbness, and actually could lead to, in severe cases, disfigurement of the body. You know, people's ears could rot, clear off, digits could rot off, and, and you were this nasty, disease-infested individual. The Bible said they stood afar off. It actually, in these biblical times, was actually not legal for these disease-infested people, lepers, to be with normal society. It, it wasn't, they had to stand far off. If, if the market was over here and people were bartering and buying and selling and trading and this and that, the lepers had to be away from all that. They were not allowed to be with the normal, healthy people. They had to be segregated, put over there because they're diseased and they're infested. You can't dwell with normal people. You, you're diseased and you're an outcast of society. So you're, you're over there with... There actually was a thing called leper colonies even. That these people with this particular disease, these infested people with the pustules, with nasty lesions or whatever it may have been on their skin, they actually colonized together sometimes and, and had their own little colonies because it was not permissible for them to be with normal people. It was not permissible for them to be with the clean folks. The people who were clean and pure and disease free. See, they were segregated. They were, they, and when they saw Jesus as he's traveling through, they had to cry out from afar off. They couldn't come near to Jesus like the normal people could. They had to cry out from far off, Jesus! 
because they were disease-infested, contagious, disgusting, outcast rejects of society that had to go live far off from everybody else. They had festering wounds. They had numbness. They were disfigured, nasty-looking people. You, you can't come live with us. You've got to go your own colony. Don't come in here and try to barter with us or try to come to my booth and try to buy food. It was not legal for them to mingle with normal society. They were not allowed. They were deemed unclean, these lepers were. They had to stand afar off. And when they saw Jesus, they cry out to Him, Jesus, these ten lepers colonized in their own, outcast. They had to cry out far off from Jesus. Jesus, have mercy on me. Have mercy on us. And Jesus sees them. And He hears them yelling from far away, these, these disgusting lepers hollering at Him from far away, Jesus, have mercy. He hears them and recognizes them. And He walks up to them and says, Go show yourselves unto the priests. That's all He says to them. Go show yourselves unto the priest. Now, so they go towards the priest. They're heading to the priest now. Now the priest in this day, they were sort of like judges. You see, if these lepers could show themselves to the priest, and they could show and prove that they were cured, then the priest had the authority to say, you're clean. I deem you back to normal society. See, that's the authority that these priests had then. They were, they were just like a judge. You, know, you could show that your lesions and your disgusting, contagious disease was cured. Then you could go back. If the priest said, uh, here's your certificate or whatever they did back then, the priest had this authority. So that's why Jesus says, go show yourselves unto the priest. Oh, so these ten lepers are on their way to the priest. And bam, the, meal, the healing occurs, miracle occurs, and they're cleansed. On the way to the priest, they are cleansed. By the healing virtue of Jesus Christ, they are cleansed. Amen? So these priests can judge these guys and say, you are now fit to rejoin society. You can now go to the marketplace. You can now conduct your daily business because you are clean. You are deemed clean now. So Jesus tells them to go show yourselves unto the priest. And that's what they do. All ten of them are cleansed. Now one of them, one of these individuals, one out of the ten, as he is on his way to the priests, it says in the Bible, as he is on his way, he's cleansed. Now something I noticed is, he turns back, the Bible says. This individual, this one individual out of all ten in this little leper colony turns back before he could even go to the priest. Before the priest could say, here is your certificate, you can rejoin society. See, this one leper was cleansed. And he was so grateful and so happy that he'd been given a second chance that before he could even get the certificate, he went back. Before he could get an affidavit saying, you're cleansed, you can go back. It was more important for this one leper... It was more important for him to turn back and go approach this one who did this to him, who did this for him. It was more important for him to go back and, and cry out and give thanksgiving to the one than to get that certificate, than to get that affidavit, than to get that signed piece of paper saying, you can go back to a normal society. 
See, those other nine men, man, they wanted a certificate. They wanted to go back to normal living. They wanted to go back to their families, maybe their husband or their wife. or They wanted to go back to normal daily business. But the one, above all else, it was more important for him to go back and give thanks and show his appreciation for what was done for him. And he turns back. The only one who turns back. It was so important to him. It took precedent above all else in his life that he turned back before he made it to the priest. And with a loud voice, gives thanks and glorify God. The Bible even says that he falls down on his face at Jesus' feet and gives him thanks. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for what you have done. He fell down at his, on his face at Jesus' feet and gave thanks before he could be deemed clean. The other nine, they wanted a certificate. He didn't need a certificate from man. He didn't need uh, some piece of paper knowing what God had done for him. He knew what God did for him. Oh, I even notice how he thanks Jesus on his face in a most humble way. He was humbled, showing his appreciation for what was done to him. Humbled knowing that Jesus gave him a second crack at life. Another chance. He was grateful. He was appreciative. Showing Jesus on his face at the feet of Jesus. This one leper, he's clean. He's not a reject anymore. He don't have to be an outcast of society anymore. He was a reject. A disease-infested reject who couldn't be with normal people. And he knew that. And that's why it was so important for him to go back because he knew he was given another chance. Cleaned. Purified. And that's why he's at the feet of Jesus. He was the only one out of the ten that knew, look what you've done for me, Lord. I get another chance. I'm not a reject anymore. I'm not an outcast anymore. He was at his feet. You know what also I noticed? He is now at the feet of Jesus. Wouldn't you say that's close to him? No longer says he's afar off. See, when he was a leper, when he had disease-infested pustules and his skin was flesh was rotting and numbness and lesions and he looked disgusting and had to live in a leper colony. He was afar off, crying out to Jesus from afar off. But after he was cleansed and purified, he's at now he's close to Jesus, at the feet of Jesus. He can come now and be close because he's clean. Because of what Jesus Christ did to him, he can now approach Christ and be close with him and touch him. And be at His feet. No longer has to yell from far away, Lord, have mercy on me. He is now close to Jesus. He's not afar off anymore. You see, another thing about this leper that I noticed. He didn't ask for healing. He asked for mercy. The Bible says they cried out, Lord, have mercy on us. Jesus, have mercy see this leper saying, Lord, have mercy on me. Look at me, Lord, I'm an outcast. I'm a reject. 
I'm diseased, infested, disgusting, I'm unclean. Have mercy on me. And healing virtue flows out of Jesus. And He grants him mercy. And this one man out of the ten, only one of them, comes back to show his gratitude and appreciation at the feet of Jesus. I told you the story of the ten lepers is good. That's awesome. Jesus then says, as this man is, is giving him thanks and, and worshiping him at his feet, Jesus says, where are the other nine? Weren't there ten? Where are the other nine? The Bible says they're not found. They're gone. I'll tell you where they're at. They're out doing their thing. They're out back doing their business, whatever it is they do. Whatever it is they, their trade was. They're a blacksmith or whatever they were. They held a booth in the marketplace. That's where they're back doing their normal thing. You know, how many times have we seen how many times even have you and I got what we needed from God and then went back to our, our normal way of life? How many times have we seen, have we had friends? How many times have you sat beside someone who's no longer here, who went through a valley, God did a work for them, and they're gone? Because they got what they needed. The Lord got them through a rough patch. The Lord was with them through the valley. And they came out of it. Everything's good now, and they're gone. See, these ten lepers had this disgusting disease, and they're crying out to Jesus, help me, Lord, have mercy on me. And He does, and now they're gone. They're gone. How many times have you and I done that? How many times have I pressed in? Lord, you've got to defeat this thing in my life. Lord, you've got to overcome. Lord, you've got to help me. Lord, i got a rough patch coming ahead of me. Lord, I'm in a valley. Lord, please help me. And He does help you. And He comes and rescues you. He gives you strength and encourages you. And you make it through. And then you back off just a little bit. Hey, Lord, things are good. And I don't necessarily need to pray with the fervency I did then because things are okay now. See, we back off once we get what we need from God. I warned a buddy about this the other day. I, I said, brother, it don't work this way, man. See, this... This particular buddy has backed off from serving the Lord. And call me, help me man, help me, pray for me man, pray for me. This is going wrong and that's going wrong. Oh, no. Of course I pray for him. Of course I'll be there and pray and encourage. But I said, brother, it doesn't work this way man. You, you can't just come and when you're in trouble, use God to help him. You, he bails you out and then... Then you're gone again. It don't work that way, brothers and sisters. It doesn't work that way. You either walk with God through the valley and mountaintops. It don't matter what state you're in in life. You're either with God or you're not with God. You know, in a way, it's almost as if us people use the Lord. We use Him to get what we want. We use Him to get blessings. Use Him to get the good life. And then we just back off a little bit. Well, that's, that's what the nine did. Where are the nine? Bible says they're not found. I don't know where they're at, Lord. I don't know. I don't see them. They, they got what they wanted from Jesus, and they're gone. How many people just want a quick fix from the Lord? 
Just a quick fix. Lord, fix me up. Let me be about my way. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus, for getting me through, but see ya. The other nine are not found. They are off doing their thing. In Psalms it says, before I was afflicted, I went astray. Man, how true that is. People do whatever in the world they want. But when they're afflicted, they come to God. Oh, Jesus, help me. Oh, have mercy on me. I believe in you so much more than anything else. But when things are good, see ya. When people are afflicted, they'll come to every prayer meeting there is. They'll be the first one in line at the church where you'd unlock the door so they can come in and sit in the front row. When they're afflicted, when they got a disease, when they got lesions on them, when their skin's rotting. But when they're clean, they are not found. They are not found. Jesus ends up telling this one man, this one man's at his feet, worshiping him. Thank you. Oh, I can't believe what you've done for me, Lord. You gave me another chance. This man's showing his appreciation. He says, arise, thy faith has made thee whole. You know, he healed ten people that day. Jesus did. He healed ten people. But only one of them was made whole. Do you understand that? Yes, ten people were cleansed of leprosy, but only one of them was made whole. You can be the most physically fit, athletically talented, gifted, strength, no percent body fat person in the world, but be a dying wretch. Do you understand that? Only one man was made whole. The one that came back. And notice, Jesus doesn't say to the ten, you are made whole. He only tells the one individual who's at his feet, your faith has made thee whole. Only one of them. Only one of them, their eyes were opened. Only one of them, their understanding was opened. Their ears were opened to the things of God. I believe that man met Jesus Christ and found salvation that day. He was made whole. He was made only one out of the ten. His ears were open. His eyes were open. He understood now. He looked at Jesus as a Savior. Not just a healer. Not just a magician. See, the other guys, he was just a magician. Poof! Now your lesions are gone. You're, you're good. Not to the one. To the one, he was a Savior. He saved a man. He gave him another chance. Only one was made whole that day. When this one leper fell at Jesus' feet and has given him thanks, do you know what he is ultimately doing? When we thank the Lord Jesus for what He has done for us, thank You for saving me, Lord. Thank You for cleansing me, Lord. Thank You, Lord, I once was an outcast. Thank You, Lord, I once was a wretch, Lord. I was sinful. And when we thank Him for cleansing us, we thank Him for restoring us, we thank Him for giving us our spouses, our children, families, jobs, homes. When I say thank You, Lord, ultimately, I am giving God the glory. Am I not? I am glorifying God for the things that He has done. I am saying, God... You now get the credit for what has happened to me, Lord. I want to give you credit, Lord, for the things that you've done. I want to give you credit for healing me, for touching me. 
When I say, thank you, Lord, I am glorifying my God. I am exalting my God. And that's what this one leper was doing. He was giving the Lord credit. He was acknowledging God as the one who saved him, who helped him, who pulled him out of the mire, who cleansed him and made him pure. That is what we do when we give thanks to God. When we give thanks to God. We give Him the glory that He so well deserves. This man was accrediting God for the miracle. Giving Him the credit. Pointing to Him. That's what thanksgiving is. Is it not? That's what this holiday is about. For a chance for a person like me and people like you to say, Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Here's what I was, Lord. But now here I am, Lord. Look, and I blame you, Lord. That You did this to me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Man, to me, that's what thanksgiving is. When we thank God for His goodness, for His mercy, for His second chance that He gave us. You know, I believe that that's our purpose in life. It's as simple as that. To give God glory. I believe that is our purpose in life. That simple. You can get all technical if you want to and say that life is so complex. I believe it's simple to give our God glory for the things He has done. The Bible even says so. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. In everything give thanks. The good things that happen to you, give thanks. The bad things that happen to you, give thanks. The Bible says in everything give thanks thanks. This is God's will. This is what He wants for you. He wants for you to get to a state in your relationship with Him where you can give Him thanks for everything that happens. Even negative things. Even things that we don't think are so good. Now, those are usually the things that cause us to grow the most. I know there are people in here who are in tough situations, who are facing disease and sickness and whatnot. Give thanks. This is Thursday's Thanksgiving time. Don't say, Lord, I'll give you thanks after we make it through this. Give Him thanks now. Even now. Right when you're facing the giant, give Him thanks. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Amen. Now, well, that's pretty much the story of the ten lepers. Okay? Well, we just went through the story of the ten lepers. Now, what is that story telling us? What's the Lord trying to tell us by making sure that got put in the Bible? Well, it's telling me to be thankful, brother. I get it. You know, it's Thanksgiving time. You're telling me to be thankful. You know? Well, that's true. I, I agree. If that's the way you're thinking, I agree with you. But I think it's a step further than that. Well... What am I saying then? Am I, am I telling you to not only be thankful, but to really stop and stop what you're doing and, and really show God that you're thankful? I mean, really take some time out and pray or, or worship. Or am I, is that what this story is telling us to, to really to turn back and to go back to Christ? Well, yeah, it is, but I still even believe it's more than that even. If we look at the story of the ten lepers, and this is what I feel on my heart this morning, that, that God has at least for me, maybe not you, maybe you're a better person than I am, but 
I feel that the Lord says, Jason, reckon yourself as the former leper. You understand that? Uh, maybe you're a good person, but I reckon myself as I used to be that disease-infested, unclean reject of society who had to stand far off from the Lord Jesus and cry out from far away because I couldn't come near to Him because my condition, my, my sin-filled condition, my disease. See, I believe that's what God would have us take from this story. We are the former lepers. Made clean by the spoken Word of God. Made clean by the act of God. I believe God is saying, you're the former leper. I want this glory out of you. I want you to come back on your face at my feet. And I don't want you ever to leave there. You don't, there's no need to ever leave that place. No never need to ever leave that state of mind. Never say, well, I'm cured. I ain't no way. I ain't no leper. You were a leper. You were. We all were lepers. That, that disease of sin was in us. It had us. We were rotting, desecrated, nasty individuals that were on our way to hell. And the Lord Jesus, His spoken Word cleansed us. His act on the cross cleansed us. His blood cleansed us and gave us a second chance. Now He's saying, come be at my feet. Glorify me. That's what I believe this story is telling us. That's what I believe God has the new hope this morning. Reckon yourselves as the former lepers. Thank you for the second chance, Lord. Thank you for the second chance. We are the former lepers. We were unworthy to be near Jesus. We were considered unclean. But His blood has made us clean. We cried out from afar off, Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me, Lord. And He did. He did. He continues to have mercy. He cleanses us. He gave us another chance. We can come near to Him now. We can be near Him. We can come right up to Him. We can touch Him. We can be at His feet. Our disease is cured. We're clean through what He did. Our condition is now pure. I'm not an outcast anymore. I'm not a reject, reject anymore. I am the former leper. I suffered from leprosy. Brothers and sisters, we suffered from leprosy. But He cleansed us. Uh, if you, If you can fall on your face at His feet this morning and give Him thanks for all that He's done, I believe you're getting it. I believe we're on the right track. If we can just come at His feet and express to Him our gratitude, express to Him the thanksgiving that we have in our heart towards Him, I believe that's what thanksgiving's all about. If you can live the rest of your life knowing and never forgetting that you were once lost, but now you're found. Then you'll be giving God the thanks He deserves, the glory that He deserves. Amen? Now let me ask you a few questions, okay? Ask you a few questions of some things you're thankful for. 
You can yell out whatever, I don't care. How many of you are thankful for forgiveness this morning? Man, I'm thankful for forgiveness. Where in the world would you be? Where would I be if there was no forgiveness? I'm thankful for forgiveness. The Bible says, Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Lord Jesus Christ, do you hear us down here? We thank you for forgiveness. Thank you. How many of you, brothers and sisters, are thankful for the blood of Jesus? How many are thankful for Jesus' blood? I am thankful for the blood of Jesus. But now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were afar off, are made nigh by the blood of Christ. And we were afar off, just like those lepers had to cry out from but were made nigh. How? Through the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm thankful for the blood. For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things, silver and gold, from your vain conversations received by traditions from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as a, a lamb without blemish and without spot. And we are redeemed by the ple- precious blood of Christ Jesus. I'm thankful for the blood of Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, are you thankful? And it's Thanksgiving time now. Let me ask you, are you thankful for God's mercy? Oh, Lord, thank you for your mercy. The Bible says, when I said my foot slips, thy mercy, O Lord, held me up. The Bible says, thy Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anchor, anger and plenteous in mercy. Brothers and sisters, where would you be without the mercy of God? Where would you be without His mercy? Dead? Deceived? Lost? Ruined? Destroyed? That's where I'd be. Ruined without the mercy of God. Brothers and sisters, this Thanksgiving time coming up this Thursday. Are you thankful for a sound mind? Who's here thankful to have a sound mind? Holy smokes, I'm thankful for a sound mind. The Bible says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Thank you for giving me a sound mind, Lord. Thank you. I'm thankful for it, Lord. And I'll come to your feet and tell you, thank you for these things. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for a sound mind. Thank you for your blood. Thank you. How about the cross? Are you thankful for that piece of wood over there? I'm thankful for the cross. Bible says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. How many is thankful for the cross this morning? I'm thankful for that nasty old piece of wood. I'm thankful for it. Bible says, for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but to us which are saved it is the power of God. Man, a preaching of the cross is the power of God to us. Foolishness to people outside of here that are not saved, but it's the power of God to me. And I want to come this morning on my face in front of Jesus Christ, touching His feet and saying, thank you for the cross this morning, Lord. Thank you for it. I don't know about you, but I'm thankful for victory over death. Ultimately, I don't want to just... You think about these people that don't have Christ. Where, where is their hope? What are they hoping for when they die? Man, I'm so glad that there's victory over death in Christ Jesus. There's victory over death. The Bible says, I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and death. Let's see, oh, I got a keychain too. 
brothers and sisters. Well, mine has a key to a Ford. I got a key to this church. I got a key to some keys at work. I don't have the keys Jesus has on his keychain. He's got the keys to hell. He's got the keys to death on his keychain. Understand that? And he, he, he just unlocked it. Man, he has victory over death. Oh, death, where is your sting? There is no... I'm telling you, man, I'm thankful for these things, brothers and sisters. Thankful for victory over death, the cross, his mercy, the blood of Jesus. Here's another one, brothers and sisters. Now it's Thanksgiving time. We're supposed to be thankful now. Are you thankful for something as simple as hope? Who's thankful for hope in here this morning? I'm thankful that I got hope. You know, the Bible actually says in Romans, you are saved by hope. Hope. Man, I got hope. I got hope in the Lord Jesus that He's going to save me. I got hope in Him that He has saved me. I got hope for heaven when I die. Hope. Man, I know this one particular buddy at work. He has lost all hope. He lost all hope in everything. He not saved, went through a bad divorce. He hates women now. He's in another bad marriage. He's lost all faith in the institute of marriage. I was chatting with him the other day, and this dude has lost all hope. I don't know why he even gets up in the morning. Because he has no hope. This particular gentleman has no hope. And I'm thankful that I have hope inside my heart this morning. I want to come at your feet, Lord Jesus, and tell you that I appreciate you giving me hope. Thank you for hope. And I'm thankful just for simple as simple as hope. For we are saved by hope. Psalm says, but I will hope continually and yet praise thee more and more. Here's another one, brothers and sisters. Are you thankful for peace? Peace. The Bible says the God of peace that passes all understanding. He will protect your heart. He'll protect your mind. His peace will. He has the ability to grant peace when you shouldn't be at peace. When things should be haywire, He can give you peace. When you face death and disease and surgeries and loss, He can grant you His peace. And I'm thankful for peace. Thankful that I have a peaceful mind. Thank you that I have peace in my home. Thank you for peace, Lord Jesus Christ. And come on, work with me. I'll show you some people that don't have any peace. If you ain't ever seen any, come on with me. Just spend a day and you'll say, Brother, I know what you was talking about. These people don't have any peace. None. Always got to be a problem. Always has to be some sort of issue. Can't ever be just happy. I'm thankful for peace. Thank you for peace, Lord Jesus. Bible says, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts in thee. Well, I want that to be me. Lord, keep my mind trusting in you. Keep my mind filled with peace, Lord, no matter what I got to go through. Here's another one. How many of you are thankful for truth? Holy smokes, turn on the news. And nobody knows what the truth is anymore. No one does. I'm thankful for the truth. You know, this to me is true. Let God be truth and every man can be a liar. This to me is true. Don't care what they say or whatever. This is true. Truth to us Christian folks. This is the truth and I am thankful for it, Lord. Thank you for truth. Thank you for something true that I can hold on to. Because nothing else seems to be true, Lord. I'm thankful for the truth. The Bible says, For the Lord is good, His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endures to all generations. 
His truth endures to all generations. And last but not least, and I'm going to bring this to a close here in a moment. Booth, guys, if you want to get ready to play some music, we're going to spend some time at His feet. How many of you are just thankful for the Word? Holy smokes, are you thankful for the Word of God? I am thankful for the Word. The Bible says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Bible says that His Word returns not void. His Word is so powerful. The Bible says, But the Word of the Lord endureth forever. Are you thankful for His Word? Amen. Are you thankful that you were a former leper and now you are cleansed? And brothers and sisters, that's what thanksgiving is. That's what thanksgiving should be to us. We come at His feet recognizing what we once were and seeing what we are now cleansed. we got a bill to have a second chance in our hand. And it's because of Him. Because of Him. Amen? Amen. Let's stand. Maybe we can dim these lights just a little bit. Before we go, brothers and sisters, let's just get at His feet and give Him the thanks. Give Him the glory that He deserves. Amen?